Welcome to another episode of Track Talk. Today's episode is an excerpt from Live from My Drum Room with Myron Grombacher from 2023. And in this little segment, we talk about Myron's phenomenal drumming with Pat Benatar, specifically the songs All Fired Up, Shadows of the Night, and Invincible. We talk about his gear. We talk about that snare drum on Invincible and how Myron shares a couple of funny stories not surprisingly, and uh, I'll play those tracks at the end of our conversation. So come along for the ride. I'll see you on the other side. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Well, you've, you know, I, I think of some incredible parts you composed, you came up with, and all those Pat Benatar songs, and uh, similar, you know, creativity. You know, you were obviously you know, maybe hearing something, some influence by somebody, whether, like you say, whether it was could have been Terry, could have been Mitch, could have been anybody, but then you'd take it and make it this whole other thing that was yours. And, uh, and, and I'll just say this. That's what we should aspire to as artists. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and you should think of yourself as an artist. Maybe it's finger painting. Maybe it's fine design. It's still art. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Punk rock is as important to me as jazz music is. You know, I don't differentiate. I mean, the clash, I love deeply Miles Davis. I love deeply, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know. I remember you telling me at a at a Pat Benatar gig thirty some odd years ago. You said something like, um, "How did it sound after the after the show?" Because <clears throat> uh, you made some reference. You said, well, "We I wanted to sound like the, the Clash. I wanted us to sound like the you know." And and I got it. I got where you were coming yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean. We used to call it the PRV factor, punk rock violence factor. You know, like <laughs> Spider and I would play, and a lot of those songs we cut by ourselves. You know, I mean, we, just he and I, you know, yeah. and then people would play afterwards because there was a certain thing that happens when him and I play. There's, you know, and, and our gift is probably our curse because it will happen every time we play. You know, I mean, you will get that sound. You may not always want that sound, but that sound. <laughs> But that sound will happen. You know, yeah, I mean, you go, yep. okay, that's that sound, you know. And um, sometimes we didn't want to dilute that. You know, we just wanted to full on this yeah. thing. Yep. It was all fired up. That's Is that like a great example of of it, of it that happening? Because that, 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 You know, the story will fire up, right? I do, but I think you should tell it if it's okay. Yeah, if you don't I'll, I'm going to tell it. Okay. All right, okay. So... We were pretty much done with the record. And uh, they found, the record company found this song all fired up. And it, it wasn't a bad song, but it was by an Australian guy. You know, so the references in the song weren't anything that Patty related to lyrics. You know what I mean? So she goes, I think I want to do the song. Tyrone, go home and rewrite the lyrics. I was like, okay, all right, so I'll do that. So I'm there. You know, listening to it over and over again, and, and I was, you know, I was just at the point after an album, you're pretty, pretty much burnt. Yeah. And I yeah. thought if I had anything to say, I probably said it before. You know, right now I'm trying to recharge my battery, so I'm trying to draw something. Can't think of anything. I got a blank page in front of me. And uh, so finally, all of a sudden, the hook is that I came up with was, I believe there comes a time when everything just falls alive. We live and learn from our mistakes. The deepest cuts are healed by faith. I'll fire it up. Mm. When I had that, 
boom, everything else, you know, everything else. Yeah. Some of the lines that they used, and then Patty came up, when she heard that, she came up with a couple lines. So, you know, we have what we needed. So we go in to cut the track, and we're in Ocean Hill. And um, I, I can't get the drum sound, you know. And I'm going, and I listen to my drums at my drums, and sound great. And, and there was this engineer that they brought in, like a young guy, was not the right guy for that band at that time. You know? Yeah. And um, I come in the next day, and I run into Paul Lonnie, who's a tremendous engineer and a good friend of mine. He said, what are you doing? I said, well, we're here with the notion, man. You know, I'm having trouble getting the drums out. He goes, what? You've never, your drums. He goes, I'll get you drums out. He walks in literally in, in five minutes. It sounded amazing. Well, that kind of pissed Spider off. You know, and, and one thing led to another. And he and I like brothers, you know. But we get in, we get to a, like a little bit of a tip, but not a big deal. So then we start playing. And I, I can tell he doesn't want to beat this song. You know what I mean? So after about take five, you know, <laughs> bum, 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 bum. That's the first song is in my head. You know, and I go, um, I kind of call him out on it, you know, and he's frustrated and I'm frustrated. And one thing leads to the other and we go at each other. I mean, we go at each other. So they rip us apart, you know, and I have all this adrenaline in my body, you know, because if I don't kill you in the first 10 minutes, what am I going to do with that, you know? <laughs> so I just start running, you know, and, and you know, I'm running down a sunset and I'm playing the thing, and I take like three laps till my heart is like normal. And I come walking through the door, and um, Spider was in there just screwing around with that beat, and I just sit down, boom, and we just start playing. And we do that one take, and that's the record. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So everything that you know, we went through cathartically, wound up on, on, on tape. And even the break where she stopped singing and I do the drum roll, yeah. it fell apart. And I just did the drum roll and we all knew to come in on that chorus thing. It, it was like a magical moment. And Keith Forsey, who was working with me along the record, was like, the look on his face was like, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> you know, because we've been like torturing each other, you know, for 10 takes on this thing with no commitment. And then just to really do that. That's amazing, really man. Did. Yeah. But it, it kind of, and that band, you know, at that time, it was important that Spider and I were lined up, you know, it, it, and normally we were, but, you know, he, neither one of us wanted to do that song. I got to tell you the truth. We didn't want to, yeah. didn't want to do it. But, but once we said, yes, we're, we're committed to it. You know, if I say I'm going to do it, I do it. You know, and so to say, well, after, that take you know, what, <laughs> what you guys, that's a great story. And what you guys got out of it is still holds up. Like, I know it's every time man. I hear it, I, I'm impressed with it. I go, damn, that sounds yeah. great. <laughs> but, and I think the guitar solo is live. You know, I'm trying to remember. I think he just started playing and then later on he put rhythm underneath, which we would do a lot. Yeah, you know, yeah. he was such an incredible and still is an amazing guitar player. Oh man, that, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like we'd be playing, and he could play lead and rhythm at the same time. I yeah. mean, it, it, when we were done, just drums and guitar sounded like a, like a tape just, or, or a song. I mean, all of our demos sounded like the White Stripes before the White Stripes. It was just guitar <laughs> and drums and bit. You know, we had this uh, a blaster that that could record. You know, a big one. And Spider yeah, dropped yeah. it on the ground. 
you know, and then when we picked it up, it did something to the compressors and it crunched everything down. And uh, it was a picture of the three of us. Yeah, that was that was that was like 10 years ago when you guys played in Boston. Oh, my God. One of the anniversary yeah. tours. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> anyway. The, yeah. So yeah. In, in any case, that's that's what we did these really crunchy demos on. And we would then go into the studio and spend a lot of money trying to get the same time. So there you go. I want to just jump back for one second, Myron, before I forget this thought, when you mentioned Shadows of the Night and you mm-hmm. you talk about the drum sound. To me, the, the, the sound you got on that song, I mean, it was like, they sound like, because the song's about, um, you know, I think of the video where it's like a, it's a battle scene, you know, in, in a war, and you're, you're flying in the plane. I know, I know that's not your, that's I, know that, I know, I know I that's not of, your. I've got a lot of fan letters from Germany. I'm a lot sure. of girls in leader hosting. You know, they dug that. You know. They loved it. No, I remember they you did. telling me that was not your happiest moment, but no. you were sitting I in a bar. I was on drugs. I wasn't, but I told them I was. Well, you know, I had a drug house. I would never sober. I would never do that. <laughs> it's a lie. No, no, I was just going to say, but the Tom Toms in that song sound like explosions. I mean, they, they complement yeah. what's happening in that and that song so perfectly it's like and that's a great example of what you're talking about where you wanted that that sound i mean it's you listen to that and that's, and that's yeah. me and peter coleman you know spending an extra hour in the studio before everybody gets it you know yeah. and and tweaking that out to where uh, what i heard in my head we're hitting it hitting the paper you know so when everybody walked in that was just there yeah you know let's do this and and you know that carried the day pretty much were the drums really detuned, Myron? Would you have them like? Did they? They sound like well, they're, they're so tuned very low, but they're yeah. not detuned. I mean, they're not detuned. Happen, no, I mean they were resonant. You know, very yeah. resonant. You know, they're they're that, so big yeah. sounding, man. They're huge. Just explosive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to listen to it when we're done. I'm going to put that song yeah. on. It's it's yeah. it's so great. Cool. You know, Mike Chapman, who I worked with a bunch, was great because he would make super exciting sounding records. And what we did, Invincible. Um, Great. <laughs> I, I, I was just screwing around with it. You know, we had never played the song. So I heard it and I was just trying things. We did two run-throughs to actually learn the song. And at the end of the second run-through, I said, okay, I, I'm ready to go. He goes, I got it. I go, what? I said, no, I, I know what I want to play. He goes, I got it. You're done. And it, and he did. I mean, it was the first take and the bridge he cut from the second take. You know, because I think I stopped playing and was thinking of, you know, fixing my eye or something. <laughs> but, but, he, you know, the, and they were, yeah, and he was right. Like, when I hear that track, I go, well, for what we were trying to do, which was like an exciting, energetic, hard-sounding track, that snare drum, you know. Oh my God! Just you know, that's invincible. My my main drum. Yeah. You know, I've used on everything, but that he took that sound to another level. Yeah. You know, and that was Tucko with him, you know, George Tucko. That was Saint my. George. Yeah, that was my lead-in question when I first met you at Simmons in 1985. Yeah. That song was on the radio, and I said. Can I ask you a question? He went, "Yeah, sure. Yeah, what?" And I said, "What was the snare drum you used on Invincible?" And you said, uh, "The Invincible snare." <laughs> <laughs> and, I'm, 
And I'm, it was great. It was like, I'll never forget it. Forty years later, that I, was my Billy Cobble moment with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, no, but and I wanted to. I, I had made a note about John Aldridge, and you had. We talked about this once before. Engraved the drum. Yeah, and that was one of the prototypes you mentioned, right? One of the Ludwig. Like a Black Beauty sort of prototype with well, no, that was my. It, it was a prototype for what became their brass. Oh, snare. right, brass yeah. snare, right? Yeah. Sorry, I always yeah. mix the, it up. The, yeah. two, the Black Beauties were brass too, but they were black. This one is, you know, natural finish. Yeah, 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 yeah. and and John engraved the cast you... six and a half. John, uh, amazing job engraving it. You know. Yeah, he's the he's... He, the guy's a, you know a true artist, and he's an amazing drum guy. Yeah, I mean, he, he sure knows is. a lot about drums. You know, yep. he's he's an asset to us. He he's a yeah. great, great guy and a and a, and a funny a man great too. Great, it's funny. Yeah, he's a very yeah great sarcastic sense of humor and yeah yeah I love him. Um, good. When we were on tour with Ario, he was you know I would see him every day. I mean, he's just a <laughs> funny guy. Yeah, yeah look forward to seeing him. Well, that in that drum, I want to say recently, I I don't know who I was talking to. Gosh, I'm I'm sorry, I can't. But someone told me that they based a sound on a record that they have off that. Like they told the engineer, I want the sound that Myron had on Invincible for my. Maybe it was Greg. Maybe it was Greg talking about wanting that sound for the David Lee Roth record. I think that might have been it. I, I yeah, you know, I love Greg. My Greg, you know, Greg and I are like he's like a little brother to me, you know. So yeah. Uh, at different times, yeah, I would just, you know, you want to use yeah. that, you know, and I've done that with my other friends too, but, you know, but, but yeah. Chapman, you know, sampled that stare and then he would use it on everything. Oh. And, I'd come in and he was so deaf, you know, that he would have a speaker so loud. So I come into Oceanway and I'm doing a session and I, I stop and I listen. And it was my Chapman working here. Because <laughs> I could hear it. It was that loud. And I open it, it's deafening. You know, and, and, and the both of them are looking over at me and their faces are red because they, you know, that's my snare drum. I go, is that my snare drum? <laughs> and Chapman goes, it's our snare drum. <laughs> pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, my.
All right, well, that's my show. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, give it a like, leave me a comment. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel if you haven't done that already. And the podcast is available on all the podcast platforms, so download it. And remember, no drummers are ever harmed on Live From My Drum Room or Track Talk. And drummers, when in doubt, leave it out. All right, again, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you again real soon. See ya.